Welcome back, family. This week, we're pleased to bring to you one of Brownstone's favorite artists. Urban Mystic has one of the most uniquely soulful voices in the R&B world. We are so glad that he decided to bless us with his time and his journey. Now, he took the time out to talk with us about his career and his record label. We also learned about his mission to keep soul music alive. Without a doubt, one of the most authentic and down-to-earth artists in the game, and we're so pleased to welcome Urban Mystic to the family. So without any further ado, let's go. Tell everybody who you are, how you got to where you are, and and, and a little bit about yourself. Okay, yeah, I am uh, R&B singer, Urban Mystic, born and raised from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, been in the game now for 11 years. My first album I released was in 2004, Ghetto Revelations 1. And the uh, first single was Where Were You? We debuted it on 106 in Park. At uh, Free and AJ, they was that's when they was on there doing the debut, and um, pretty much, man, just been on my grind since then, man. Drop, drop some more albums after that. Ghetto Revelations two, GR three, uh, had some pretty, pretty good number one, uh, top five singles on them albums. Um, In the morning, uh, song titled I Refuse. Pretty much, man, just been on my grind, man, and still doing my thing out here playing my part and keeping soul music alive you know all right so to to that soul music reference let's um let's go back because soul music doesn't start just saying i want to do this you you got to be kind of birthed into it if you will so how did you get that soul oh man most definitely excuse me uh definitely coming up man growing up in the church uh Came up in the church, uh, singing in the church choir. Still, actually singing in the church <laughs> currently. And uh, but pretty much, man, just growing up and coming around. My dad was a pastor when he was alive. My mom, she's the organist of our church. And you know, I just come up around that soul vibe, man. Uh, good gospel singing, quartet singing, uh, and and you know, I always was a fan of R&B music. So I just. I just took my roots, man, what was pretty much embedded in me and incorporated it with um with the day's music and that's pretty much where we get my soul my soul sound from. Was there a specific moment, like a something that stands out on your mind where you said, I'm better than most people around me, I can I could do this for a living? Oh man, yeah, definitely. Uh my older brother uh, Christopher, he, uh, by the name of Pole Boy, that's his artist name. He put me in the studio down here in Miami, and man, we was just hanging around. And I did a couple songs with him, and did some did some hooks, and the people went crazy when they heard the voice on the record. And I always liked the the the, the sound of the to play with music and be around in the studio, messing around with the boards and stuff. So once we got in there and heard, I got a chance to hear my voice play back on tape. Man, it was it was a wrap since then. I was like, you know, this is this is me. This is my life. I always like to play with it, but now to see that it's actually real and, and people like what I do, it's time to take it serious. So we took it from there. Now, I hate to compare people to other people because it just seems like it's an unfair thing to do. But the first time I heard your music, it struck me as sitting somewhere between Bobby Womack and Casey from Jodeci. Where, like, what do you, one, what do you like most about your voice? And two, what do people, what was the first reaction when they heard you? Oh, man, definitely, like, like you just said, I've been hearing that. I've been hearing those names since high school days, Bobby <laughs> Womack, 
KC and JoJo Jodeci, and you know it, it's it's good. It's a good thing because I actually grew up coming up around the house listening to my brothers and play records, and and those were the records that we were listening to. And I actually loved them, man. I, I, I I'm a big fan of Jodeci, a big fan of uh, KC and JoJo, and uh, you know it's funny because we actually got a chance to run across each other. Uh, when I got moving on my career, and it, it was just a funny story that I told him about how I always get compared to him. And, uh, but it was cool, man, and it's actually an honor. Like I told him, man, it's an honor and a pleasure. You know, y'all guys like that paved the way pretty much, you know, uh, opened the door for guys like me to come out here and do the thing. And that's my one of my movements of keeping soul music alive, man, whatever I can do to and inspire the next generation to do the same thing they did for me. So what was the first real break? Like who, who was the first person to give you your shot? Oh man. The first person, my uncle, man, my uncle gave me a shot, man. Rest in peace, uncle Jay, man. He was the one who, who pressed the, uh, pressed the album up on me, me and my brothers and, and actually believed in us, man, and pushed us out there, gave us a little budget to go out and promote and push. And that's pretty much what got me on. And when I uh, ran into Sobe Entertainment, which is my label that I'm on down in Miami, ran into them in 2002. And uh, we performed in the in the club. We did a showcase, and uh, the guy that actually owns the label owns the club in Miami. We did a showcase down there. He saw the showcase, man. The next day he was calling a meeting, and it was history from there. Urban Mystic. <laughs> so where's the name come from? Actually, I got the name from my CEO, Cecil Barker. When I signed the Sobe, you know, we had done already been knowing each other and hanging around and, you know, getting to know each other before I actually signed. And when we signed, he told me, he told me pretty much, he said, man, I've been hanging around you. and you know, the name that I feel like that pretty much fits you is Urban Mystic, and I didn't understand it at first. Uh, but when he pretty much broke it down, he gave me the meaning. Uh, Mystic got a, has a spiritual-related meaning behind it, and and, and Urban, is, is you know, definitely speaks where, where I come from, my, my upbringing. I'm from the urban areas, the hood. You know, I represent for my people. So I say, you know, that's me all day. I'm Urban and I'm Mystic, so I can go with that. All right, so you're on now. You've um you've got your first record deal. How long did it take from the moment you signed to when you were able to put the album out? Uh, we took it took about a year and a half to get the album fully done and recorded. I was I had to go to we flew out to L.A. and uh, worked with Scott Storch and we flew, uh, flew to uh, uh, New Jersey to work with K.G. Okay. And uh, pretty, pretty much that, you know, going in and out of town, getting to know people weeks and weeks and months. You know, yeah, about a year and a half, and then it, it was at it, man. They, as soon as I signed the contract, we went to work. And that, that was one thing I admired about my company is, uh, you know, they, they didn't sign me and, and put me on no shelf or nothing. They signed me, and we went to work. And, that's you know, that's pretty much why I've been sticking with them, man. It's been 11 years now. I'm um I'm actually working on my I have my own label Urban Life Music Group mm-hmm. and uh pretty much going to be distributed through Sobe as well and uh, uh you know just just doing my thing man and spreading my wings a little bit. How hard is it to make the transition from artist to head of the label? Oh yeah, it's definitely a 
a, a slow transition. You, know, you have to you have to put those two hats on. You got to be able to wear that artist hat as well as be out there on the scene, on the on the grind scene, like the label has to do as well. So, and being with Sobe for the eleven years that I've been with him, I. I, I, that a, a lot of them years I learned. I learned a lot. I picked up a lot of games. So, you know, it's not as hard as it may seem. Because of that, I was able to see and watch and be taught a lot at the same time. So, you know, it's pretty much a, 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 a easy go. So how many hats are you wearing over there? Are you going to uh, write, produce, all that, and be the A&R? Like, you're putting together a team or you're going to do everything yourself? Most definitely, we're gonna have we got a team. Um, I have a team, uh, a marketing team, promotional team, uh, radio team, and uh, you know, pretty much, I'm the CEO of Urban Life in a uh, music group. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm gonna have other artists. My brother, I signed my brother to my label. He's gonna he's a hip hop artist. He's gonna be coming out. Uh, I'm gonna sign myself to my label as well, and some other artists, man. I just spread the wing, and like I said, I'm gonna be definitely producing and still writing and doing uh, wearing all the hats that I can wear at that time. So, was this something that was a goal from the beginning, or it just something that kind of grew organically? Oh yeah, it was definitely a goal from the beginning. Like before we even got with Sobe, we were uh, we were Urban Life Entertainment. And, uh, you know, that was me and my brother, and we decided to start a label, and my uncle gave us some money and uh, invested in us and put it behind us. And uh, all happened was we just got uh, picked up by a major, and they wanted to go ahead and move forward, so we went on ahead and rolled with the, with the, the plan. But the, the original plan was to eventually branch back, get the own label, put some other artists out, because that's what I said I wanted to do, build my brand, get home, get out there to where I got a name for myself. That's where I can come back and help some other people, my brothers, my sisters from the community, wherever I'm from or even around the world, you know, but we had to uh, lay that groundwork first with Sobe. So, and Sobe been riding with us, man, and, and helping us on the way. So we're rocking out. You're going to be hearing more from Urban Life. So going back to the music for a second, how long did it take for you to develop a, a, a consistent style, a style that people recognize now as Urban Mystic? Oh man, pretty much uh, it took a little while, you know, because I, like I, said, I came out, I came out of the church, so uh, my style was a, a, a lot different from what was going on in the industry at the time. And uh, but what they wanted to do, what we did was it, it, we took my gospel sound and, and just incorporated it with the R&B, the R&B uh, hip-hop sound. You know, I brought in other writers and producers as well to incorporate it. And, you know, behind living, it took us about a year, about that time, year and a half, year two and a half. To, uh, get that sound, and once we got it, man, it was it was mastered, and we we just flew with it. Now, how hard is it, do you think, as an artist, to to be to maintain the originality that you have kind of kept going in your career? Because it seems like a lot of people end up following trends, and you're still kind of doing what Urban Mystic does and succeeding at it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's a challenge, you know, because you definitely want to be uh, 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 up to date into what's going on in the in the sound in the world and everything today. But you know, it's still a gap that has to be bridged 
between uh, 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 um, today's music and old school music. You know, old school music is, is really what inspired a lot of today's music from the, from the drum kicks to the hooks to the verses and the songs. You know, so I made it my, my business. I said, I, I'm not going to, you know, we're, we're going to have other songs and songs that can relate and people can hear from today's perspective. But I'm, I want to be a, a part of that, keeping soul music alive. And, you know, whatever we do, it's definitely going to have soul, whether it be hip-hop, whether it be R&B, gospel, you're going to hear the soul in it. So what's um what's upcoming for you? I saw that you just put out the... Uh... The single with Nick Berdour. Yes, yes, we got there. Right? Yes, Nick Berdour, that's okay. it. Uh, new artist we just signed to Sobe Entertainment. Uh, great artist, a uh, young guy, 17 years old, man, doing his thing. And, and you know, and then we brought him on. We did the single together. We wanted to do something uh, to dedicate it to the world. You know, so much going on in the world today. Uh, we need it. The people need healing, you know, and one thing that I know that can heal everybody is music. You know, music is a, is, is that is a powerful tool. So we wanted to do that and um, it's doing pretty good, man. And I, I, I'm, I'm honored to be able to have done the record with him and that's the latest record. It'll be coming out on, it's both of our records, actually. It'll be on his album and my, my album. And, um, yeah, uh, New Tomorrow, that's the latest record. In fact, we just dropped the video to it, so you can check the video out on Vivo and YouTube. And, uh, yeah, man, just staying on the grind, pushing it. And we can see you on tour anytime soon? Definitely, definitely. Keep Soul Music Alive tour. We're on tour right now. We just left uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, we did Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, next, we'll be back in, uh, we're going back to Alabama, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, uh, um, Shreveport, Louisiana, Texas. So just, uh, you can catch me on my Facebook, Urban Mystic, uh, Instagram, Urban Mystic One, uh, You Now, Urban Mystic One. Catch me on there and stay tuned on, t- stay tuned in to me on my dates. To shift a little bit, where would you tell the new artists to start? How did they become Urban Mystic? Um, definitely, man. I would, I would tell a new artist, man, to get you. You know, if, if you're not already in somebody's church, if you're singing, if you if definitely if you're singing, I tell all my my singers that's some of the best training you can get coming out of the church. You know, that's where I came from. Um, I didn't have pretty too much uh, training. Afterwards, um, I worked with Betty Wright when I got signed with my record label. And she, you know, she pretty much just enhanced what I had going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, But definitely, man, start listening to some gospel music, some soul music, old school music, you know, and, and try to try to stay, stay, in, stay in touch with it. You know, you hear a lot of records to now today, a lot of people doing remakes. Every time you turn around, you hear a song. It's coming from an old school, old Frankie Beverly, or old Al Green, or something like that. But it's definitely, man. That's 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 what inspired me, man, with the type of music that I do. I listen to the old school, and it just inspires me to just put a little put a little salt on it and make it a little sweeter. That's it. Now, speaking of, of remakes on your Soulful Classics album, and I have to say this from a fan's perspective. Um, Choking kind. Up until yeah. I heard that, I had thought that Josh Stone's version was the best. But hearing oh, yours man. made me feel like this is the way I should have been listening to the song all the way through. Man, man, that's love. I appreciate that. Man, man, what, what, what led you to do that album? 
man, definitely. Like I said, I'm always paying homage to the to the old school man, the, the cast that paved the way, and and I want to do that with this album and give it to my fans, especially for the younger fans who may not uh, be too familiar with the older records, and and but they love me so much. Well, I want to let them know why they love me so much, where I get it from, you know. And, and I, I did an album with uh, the Choking Kind, Tonight's Tonight, where we did uh, Purple Rain by Prince, um, uh, Change Gonna Come, Sam Cooke. You know, these are artists that that pretty much built this thing for us, and and we we, we living in it, so we have we have to pay homage. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, somebody else got to need to do another one real soon. You know what I'm saying? We have to keep that soul music alive and let our generations, the generations, know where where we come from. All right. So, always end in the same place, and um, it's a question that probably is a little loaded in the back end. But mm-hmm. where do you see yourself for the next five years? Man, next five years. I'm trying to have one of the number one record labels in the world, making millions, making hit records back to back, off somewhere buying some islands or doing something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's what I see in the next five. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> hey, everybody need an island. I was yeah. just watching some of them shows last night. I said, I need a damn island. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, man, if I get an island, you can come visit. We'll That's what's on. up, man. You can do all your shows there. That's what I'm talking about, my man. <laughs> We're glad that Urban Mystic stopped by to stoop and chat with us. Don't forget to check out his new project on SoundCloud, Ghetto R&B, and check us out at viewfromthestoop.com. Until next time, family.